0: Coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, it's the Songs and Stories Podcast. And now, here's your host, Steve Roby. Aloha, I'm Steve Roby. On today's episode, I'm very honored to have Big Island musician and songwriter, Brad Bordessa. Welcome, Brad. Thank you, Steve. Good to have you on the show. Yeah, great to be here. Can you give our listeners a brief overview of how you first became interested in music, the ukulele? And where it has led you?
1: Yeah, I first got started. Um, there was an ad in the local newspaper down in Kona where my family was living at the time. And I started taking ukulele lessons. And from there, found myself wrapped up kind of with the Kahumoku Ohana and their workshop um, down in South Kona and got to spend that time. Studying with many different mentors from the Hawaiian music scene and kind of just took it and ran with it and have been exploring and enjoying ever since. All right. I went to school. Yeah, I went to school over on Maui at the university uh, for the Institute of Hawaiian Music. I did a year and a half. It was actually a two year program, but we fitted into a year and a half over there and just studied Hawaiian language and recording and played lots of gigs through the program and really learned the arts of being on stage and putting together a good show in the Hawaiian music industry.
0: Mm. Who were some of your music mentors along the way?
1: One of the main ones uh, was Herbota Jr. We kind of latched onto each other very early on, and he was I I went to the workshop once a year, and every year I'd see him and spend a week kind of at his feet learning learning the things that he thought were appropriate for me to learn at that point in my playing, Um, as well as James Hill who came into the workshop later on and we really are kind of peas in a pod personality wise so we've ended up i actually ended up working for him for the past number of years with some of his online Mm. ukulele teaching programs and and yeah we've just been in touch over the years and just because he's such a masterful player I've never really gotten a lot from him playing input wise but from like a business and an artistic standpoint he's always given given me really good advice and I've always appreciated that and then of course the Kahumoku's Kyoki Kahumoku and then later on his father George when I went over to school on Maui I spent a lot of time with him working on his farm and helping out and seeing how he lives his day-to-day life as a Hawaiian musician you know working mm-hmm. on
0: Maui f- as a full-time musician all right. Uh, with, with all the different people that you've worked with over the years, uh, what guidance can you pass along for beginners, the up-and-comers that want to start playing the ukulele, but uh, you know <laughs> they picked up one, say, maybe at Costco or something like that, but they don't know where to start? Boy, that's a real tough one. Um, I mean, it really
1: comes down to just how much dedication you can give to it and how much practice you can put in. The more practice you put in, the better you get. That's just the, the bottom line unless you're, unless you're one of those Few and far between just inherently gifted people. Um, I think that writing songs as soon as possible is really beneficial for developing your artistic voice. I certainly feel like, though the songs that I write aren't necessarily Hawaiian and don't necessarily correlate with the Hawaiian music that I kind of grew up learning to play, that songwriting helped solidify kind of what I do on the instrument and my approach to bringing the ukulele to the table just... Mm. For me, is an, from an artistic standpoint, mm-hmm. well, you know, just get the best instrument you can afford once it seems appropriate to jump in at that level and then just study as best you can. There's lots of resources these days, uh, especially online, since everybody is learning to do things remotely. Mm-hmm. There's There are many courses that you can find online to help you improve your playing to a level that wasn't possible when I was kind of coming up through the ranks. Yeah, isn't
0: that great? It is. Can you talk about your own style of songwriting? I've seen you perform uh, locally in various clubs and venues. I find your music really fascinating. Living here on the Big Island, how has it shaped your style?
1: Well, I think any place you
0: are, you kind of pick that
1: up in your soul, and then whatever it processes, and you know, you put it in the blender of life, and then something comes out down the road. But Hawaii specifically, for me, is a place. It's like it's very severe. It's very, it's a very strong place, and you know I think that kind of comes out in my songwriting almost as like just a just a an angsty kind of bleakness almost. Not, but not in a bad way. Just in a kind of a matter of fact. For for me, it it makes me stoked, and I get excited about mm. it. But I I know for other people they could see it as kind of depressing or whatever. But but for me it's just, just kind of it's it's strong. It really hits hits you hard, and and it makes you feel grounded and and just really human. Mm. And I think that putting that into songs, that's where it started to come out. Is some of the stuff that I write is a little bit a little bit more dark, but hopefully dark in like a relatable kind of we're all in this together mm-hmm. sort of a way. Mm-hmm. If that makes any kind of oh, a sense. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Especially in your lyrics too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's sort of the funny thing about my style is that. I grew up playing Hawaiian music, I've studied Hawaiian music, that's mostly what I play with other people, but then when it comes to my own songwriting, I haven't broken into writing Hawaiian style songs, it's just that kind of the folk rock singer songwriter stuff that mm. I do, that's what comes out just from everything I've taken in over the years and processed, That's that's what I create. Yeah.
0: Well, let's dive deep into one of the songs you sent over for us to check out. Uh, it's called "Fallout." What's the backstory on this one, Brett?
1: Well, I was watching the news and paying lots of attention, especially like on Facebook. You see sometimes more the behind the scenes of what's happening places mm-hmm. uh, during the Standing Rock protests uh, for the Dakota Access Pipeline, and was really struck by the um, over the huge military presence that was there enforcing and policing this this pipeline through a uh, pipeline through the, the native American lands and just seeing kind of the extents that they were willing to go to with the rubber bullets and the water hoses and just the real heavy images coming out of there inspired me to write this song, which is basically, it's about the government stopping at nothing to suppress the people and to keep the people in check and in line and how, that those people who were willing to rise up, they paid the ultimate price, but they were something to look up to because, you know, at the end of the day, they kind of had that dignity
0: mm, in, at mm. the end. Still a very familiar theme in today's, if you turn on the m- news today, you know, the very applicable song I can imagine for you, uh, especially here too it is, on the uh, island.
1: Yeah, it, it is. And actually, I was just listening to it the other day when, when you emailed and I was, I was like almost appreciating it more than I mm. had before because it's like, it is, it's become almost more relevant than it ever was.
2: Mm. <laughs> Maddie's grandson grew up in a graveyard And the sidewalks were his home concrete, a mass burial 10 feet deep. He hears their voices when he's alone. Grandma, can you hear them too? The boys say that I'm crazy. She says no, but I can tell you their name. Challenge the throne. They were, they were our best chance until the silos cracked and the city glowed. So that's why you're sick, the fallout crippled gas mask fogged as he cried I feel helpless but knowing this I could never rest tell me more of the lie she turns her wheelchair and looks out on the desert she says no this is not a child's game and the city glow. I can't believe they would level the whole city. Grandma, how did you survive? There were nine of us, she said, shelter and we locked ourselves inside. But if I could do it all again, City Glow
1: The Songs and Stories podcast is a production of Big Island Music Magazine. If you subscribe, your podcast app automatically dishes up the latest episode straight into your feed. We appreciate ratings and reviews, too. Thanks for listening. Hey, Big
2: Island Music fans, would you like to be part of the podcast? If you go to our website, bigislandmusic.net, You can record a comment about the show or tell us about a musician you'd like to see interviewed. Just click on the microphone icon and start recording. Don't forget to tell us where you're located. Your comments might be included in a future podcast. So head over to bigislandmusic.net. We'd love to hear from you.
0: And we're back on Songs and Stories with our guest, Brad Bordessa. Brad, tell me about your website, liveukulele.com. I understand you offer ukulele lessons for folks of all different skill levels. Yeah, I
1: started the website back in 2007, actually, just as a teenager when my friends and I thought it would be a great way to get rich and pay for some of our, our music workshop fees that we wanted. We wanted to go to some different workshops. So we needed some some scholarship cash to get us through, and though the site didn't do that Um, I have kept it going over the years and eventually now that I've gotten older and a little bit wiser in business practices, it's become my, my main business, um, for where I am in life now. But yeah, people can find there's over 250 different pages of lessons and knowledge and reviews, song resources, charts, anything you might need to help improve your playing. I give all that away for free. And then I also have a collection of eBooks that I've written that are kind of like the beefed-up premium side of things. There's one about playing ukulele chord shapes up the neck and then a pair of books on fretting and strumming techniques.
0: You mentioned some are free, but then you also have uh, music books which people can purchase as well. Do they do they differ somehow?
1: Yeah, so if you're just looking for a song or you're just looking for the, uh-huh. the chords the fingerings for a given song or something, all that's available for free on the site. If you wanna take a little bit deeper dive into maybe something that's a little bit more intermediate or advanced level, then the books are kind of the more complete collections of all my knowledge mm-hmm. where I really dive in to make sure I'm sharing everything I possibly can about a certain subject.
0: I see, Are these? is there an option of these digital books or are they actual physical paper copies? Right now, they're mostly ebooks. books
1: um, One <laughs> is available on Amazon as a print book, but I'm trying to phase it out, update it, and bring it online through a different publishing company. And I'll be doing the same with mm. the, the other two books shortly, hopefully. But with all the, the shipping trouble that's yeah, going yeah. on, I've had mm-hmm. a hard time getting proof copies here so I can see how they look.
0: Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> um, you mentioned James Hill earlier, the ukulele master. Uh, I want to go circle back to that. Tell me about what it was like working with him.
1: Yeah, so I've, I've worked for him in an admin capacity for his teaching website, The Ukulele Way, when it was The Ukulele Way. He's since moved it to a new domain. But I got to just work with him in kind of customer service and helping people get into their accounts. And then, of course, with a mentorship capacity, and then kind of as like the highest level of our relationship was he actually played on my album on the the title track mm. if if only and he didn't actually play ukulele which is a curious thing about james hill is mm. he plays fantastic ukulele but he's almost as good a violin player and so he put together a beautiful string arrangement for me you know i had i had this song i was working on and i remembered back in my mind that he had offered at one point to uh, to create a string arrangement if i ever needed it you know if you ever need string arrangement let me know i'm Try and do something for you. So I said, hey, I got hmm. this song. And he helped, he helped with feedback and, and writing the song. But then I was like, well, well would, you, would you put some strings together for it? And he said, yeah, give me, give me a couple of months. I'll see what I can do. And then one day in my email, I had these these violin tracks come in. And it was so different from what I imagined, but way more beautiful in every way. Wow,
0: that's cool. Hey, have you ever decided to, uh, to attempt to play a different instrument other than the ukulele?
1: Well, I I play a few different stringed instruments. I mean, I dabble in enough guitar kind of to fill out the sound in some of my songs. For instance, like in Fallout, I played the electric guitar on that track. Ah. Just a little bit of a little bit of banjo and the the bass on the album I, I did as well for the most part. But it's mostly just texture stuff. I don't really consider ah. myself a player of any of those instruments. Right. It's just to, yeah, yeah. to get the alternate sound, so I don't always have to live in the ukulele universe
0: have you ever dabbled with that banjo lately i've seen a few musicians play around here
1: i haven't actually i know that they're super loud and they would probably be fantastic at a jam but that's that's kind of more i get the impression it's more of a mainland slash uk kind of a thing and it's not not something you hear in hawaiian music so much so i was never exposed to it
0: but yeah, um, I've I've, kind
1: of, I've played around with one a couple of times, but I don't I don't actually a, own one.
0: Kind of a crossbreed instrument, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's uh, get back into music again, once again. And uh, the next track we're going to play is called "If Only." Tell me about this one.
1: Yeah. So this one came together. I was kind of coming out of a relationship with the person and wondering what it all meant, and it was kind of a very confusing time for me. And looking back, kind of that song was the way that. I kind of handled it. it was like how do you how do you really ever know if you're in love with somebody and that's that's basically what the song is about but i, I really like this song i feel like it's one of my most solid songwriting attempts just it turned out it turned out beautifully on the recording i actually tracked that song live the singing and the ukulele i just played it through one take and then james mm-hmm. layered layered the violin on top but it just felt like it's kind of kind of a personal, intimate song, and I wanted to try and capture that. So I just like just set up the mics,
0: figure out how to make it sound good technically, and then just play the song. All right. Well, it's a pleasure to play it here on Songs and Stories. This is called "If Only" by Brad Bordessa.
2: I'm of just one mind And it lingers on A pair of eyes and a smile Took time to find my way True north broke free Now my compass forever seeks you a mystery like holding hands in the dark But a part of me wants to explain it Thoughts die on my lips If only words did it justice Then I might attempt to say that this is love Love, we might find our way If only words did it just test, Then I wouldn't need this song Cause you would know my mind and I would i waste my time when every word falls short well this is my only way of coping maybe with the melody these lines can take the place of a tongue tied up around thoughts they die on my lips if only words did it just test then I might attempt to say that this is love love we might find our way if only words did it just test then I wouldn't need this song as you would know my mind and I would never speak wrong. to say if only words did it just then I wouldn't need this song cause you would know my mind and I would never speak wrong justice.
0: Brad, I recently discovered that you're a fellow podcaster too. You've joined the circus with the rest of us doing podcasts. Your show is called the Live Ukulele Podcast. Tell me about the show.
1: Yeah, it kind of came about because of COVID. I was sitting at home and bored and feeling like I wanted to try and expand my brand of live ukulele a little bit and so often as a teacher I feel like I have things to share that I don't necessarily want to turn a camera on for and explain it in a video because I just end up being a talking head and I was like oh the the radio broadcast format would be perfect except I don't have like a radio station so I'll just make my own and jump on the the podcast bandwagon so it's been really really rough getting it going. I mean, I'm just kind of winging it, but I have the equipment to make it sound legit. And I like to think I have a couple interesting things to share with people and
0: it's been fun. Yeah. I gave it a listen and uh, it's really, I mean, it sounds professional. You, you're you using great equipment. And uh, the fun thing I've found with podcast, especially whoever your podcast hoster is, is you get to see stats. And I know this is my podcast is kind of a big island focused but i've got people listening all around the world which kind of makes me rather curious as to like who are these people out there that are curious about the music being played on the big island right folks in europe are checking us out but that's kind of a cool thing
1: <laughs> hawaiian music reaches super far and i think any anybody even if you're not playing in the hawaiian music genre you know it's, there's still kind of that novelty factor of oh you play play blues rock in Hawaii, or you play folk rock in Hawaii, or whatever it mm. might be. That's kind mm. of kind of interesting to people. Who are some of the guests you've had on? Uh, so far, it's been kind of limited, but I've had Kevin Carroll, who's actually an ukulele teacher out in Austin, Texas. Um, he's just one of the hardest working guys in, in the biz that I know. He's teaching, mm-hmm. he was teaching before COVID, just wall-to-wall ukulele lessons all week in his house. And now he's moved on to Zoom. So talk story with him about how that transition has been. And then talked to Ryan Higgins, aka mm. the Higgs that we both know and love. Um he's, talked about He's his been a new, guest on
0: this show too, yeah. Yeah.
1: So talked to him about his new project and how he incorporates the Ukulele into kind of his hip hop format. Yeah. And then I actually just got off the line with James Hill, who's gonna be my next guest, and we talked All about right his teaching and what he's been up to doing, doing all of
0: his magic up in Canada. How fun. Who knew that we would become uh, local broadcasters one day with right. our, our passions? Where can yeah. folks listen to the, the Live Ukulele podcast?
1: Uh, they can find it on liveukulele.com. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a number of other providers though I don't know all the names off the top of my head. But Livukulele will point you to all the places you can hear it.
0: Tell folks you know what, what your website is and uh, where they can find your music.
1: Well, for my personal music, you can find me on bradbordessa.com. I'm also on Bandcamp. Um, and then if you want to learn ukulele, my teaching material is available
0: on liveukulele.com. Thanks for being a guest on the show today. And uh, I hope uh, you'll get back into the club soon once uh, things lighten up.
1: Yeah, me um, too. Thanks for having me, Steve. Yeah,
0: any plans for 2021?
1: Ah, uh, see what happens. Keep keep <laughs> plugging along on, on the teaching material. I feel like that's yeah. That's where where the business is right now, is trying to help people become better players while they're staying home in,
0: in the COVID isolation. All right, more power to you, Brad. Uh, Thanks thank for you. being a guest on the show today. Aloha. Aloha.
2: This is my island, this is my community, and these are my people. We knew it was a possibility, maybe even inevitable, and the thought of that, literally hit home for me. And so if it is as simple as masking up, social distancing, and finding other ways to be together outside of our typical large physical gatherings, then that is the least I can do. Because stopping the spread of COVID
0: is all of our kuleana. Hawaii Island, let's work together to fulfill our kuleana. Sharing the talents of our local musicians is my kuleana.
2: Caring for and supporting community. Is my
0: kuleana.
1: Teaching our keiki is my kuleana.
0: Continuing our traditions is my kuleana.
1: We all have our own individual kuleana. But, but stopping, stopping the spread of the COVID, COVID is all of our kuleana. kuleana. Hawaii Island, let's work together and fulfill our kuleana.
0: Okaho'olele, na mele, o kokako, maumiapuolo, <laughs> nuyoke ko ul kuleana.
1: We all have our own individual kuleana. But stopping the spread of COVID COVID is all of our kuleana.
0: Thanks for listening to the Songs and Stories podcast. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next week on Songs and Stories. Aloha.